0: Hey, everybody what's going on Randy <laughs> We are on Dwayne we are on what's going on brother Man buddy
1: I thought uh winter was over I look outside and it's snowing and makes no sense because I've already started to kind of break out my um my spring socks so I don't know what's going on I don't know I don't know
0: Put those spring socks away Dwayne I think I just pulled out the shovel again man
1: Get out of here. Stop swearing on the phone. People don't want to hear words like shovel. Get out of here.
0: And it's like minus 10 degrees, I think, tomorrow. Welcome to Canadiana, brother. This is what, it is. This is what the beautiful country of Canada brings.
1: No, but it's... Cr- so my proxy is the last week of... And I don't know if I said this on other podcasts. Like, the, once I get through the last week of January, I'm pretty go- good to get ready for spring. So... This doesn't make sense to
0: me. (laughs) I don't know what country you're in, brother, but end of January, you're still in winter. That's what it comes down to. Uh,
1: Nuts. Anyway, anyway, before we get cracking, did you get a chance to see that Raptors game last night?
0: I did not. Tell me about it. Did they win as usual?
1: So they won. They got like a record 12 wins. They got a record 12 wins, but that's not the crazy thing. The crazy thing was, was, I wasn't even expecting them to win. I had like left. They were just losing their whole game. They are getting beat up by, by uh, the Pacers. Getting beat up, beat up. Next thing you know, they win. So I was like, what? So I go back and look at the highlights. Like with, they were down by eight with like two minutes left. So when you're down by eight with two minutes left, the game's over, right? And they win.
0: Wow. So Wow.
1: Yeah, it was a, I was like I, I can't say it was a really good game because I didn't watch it, but I watched the highlights and it was really good highlights. So.
0: Let me guess, they won because of Spicy P. No,
1: it was uh um uh what's his name Ibaka.
0: Not surprised, and of course yeah. Gasol's out, right? Gasol's out. He's not playing anymore. He's yeah, out for yeah, the yeah. season. Okay. Yeah.
1: So well, not, I don't know about season, but it's uh I don't know. They're 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 a good they're they're. Like, I know teams are, like, looking at them saying, like, how did these guys win and they don't have all these big players and spend all this money? But, like, you know, when you try, you try. Like,
0: like, Can you imagine what a, um, um, a champion team like that, how they set their goals for this current season? Like, how do they better themselves? What type of goals are they set? I'm just curious. It,
1: so, I probably think that uh, um, uh, it's, it stems from last year. So, Kawhi... Cause it's virtually the, like it, it's, it's all about Kawhi giving them like that winning mindset, right? Cause they, they couldn't get over the hump. They couldn't get over the hump. So when Kawhi left, they still had that same mindset, that winner's mindset. So they probably still have the same tendencies, the same um, things that they did, you know, to, to make sure that they were ready, the same pro- processes and attitudes and, and all those things. So that's why I think that's why they're winning. Cause when you look at them on paper, they don't have no superstars. They really, they really don't have bona fide superstars. So to be second place in the Eastern conference is a, as a testament to their goal setting standards and, um, and all that. So, you know what? Um, How about we just talk about goal setting then today?
0: (laughs) Isn't that amazing segue? You are a genius. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
1: just talk about goal setting. So, you know, we talk about Raptors and how they win. So, when it comes to goal setting, I think it's, it, it's not just about sports. It's not just about work. It's about everything you do in life. It's, the, it's all about um, doing all the things you need to do to be successful. And I think personally, the hardest part, the most difficult part of that whole, the whole process is knowing exactly what you want. And a lot of people just don't know what they want. So you can, you can say what you want, like fluffy. Oh, I wanna be successful. I wanna be rich but that's not really a goal. That's just, you know, it's, it's not, you got to know what you want. You got to be specific. And uh, that's where it all starts. And I think that's the hardest part. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll just shoot you some questions. and You can shoot me some questions. So for you, um, how do you set a goal?
0: Well, I, you know, one of my mentors who is a mentor to some of the greatest Uh, individuals in the business world the finance world um, in my circle is Raymond Aaron he taught me something in the monthly mentor where you're setting your goals what were the different sections on the goals that Raymond talks about Uh, do you remember them I don't something new no, so, I
1: miss I missed that, 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 that. Okay. Mentor. Yeah. So he's, crazy.
0: so he spoke about goals and, and, and setting something like a target. So you would, you would set uh, what the, what the target goal is if you didn't do exactly that. And then if you overachieved and then you would score yourself the next week or the next month on those goals, and then you'd reset those goals. And there's some guys that I know that set these goals in a way every single day, they have a list of, Five, six things that they have planned for that day, and at the end of the day, they evaluate: Was I on track? Was I below? Did I did I really shoot out of the park? Oh, and
1: then what oh, then? oh, yeah, 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 yeah! I know what you're talking about. I know you're talking about. Yep, yep.
0: Now you got it right. Yeah, yeah. So Raymond taught me that, and I, you know, I did that for a year setting goals that way, and it's phenomenal.
1: Okay, for for me, the way I set a goal is is kind of reverse engineering it thinking about a need so that need that need doesn't have to be monetary just could be whatever like there's a problem that i'm passionate about solving and that that problem could be for me it could be for somebody else it could be anything and then that's how i craft my my goals so and another one of my mentors you don't really shouldn't really share your goals with a lot of people but i'll share one goal that's like it's no biggie um and Just to let you, just to show you what I mean. So there's a big problem with, um, well, a lot of cities with food. So some people can't afford to have a, you know, a good meal. Right. So that's a problem. So then because that's a problem and you know, you're downtown and I'm seeing people like hungry and all this thing. So like one of my goals is to, you know, be able to, to feed, um, and like to give somebody a meal at least once a week, that I give somebody in need a meal. And and that came from kind of seeing a problem and then having a solution. So instead of saying, oh, I wish I could feed the homeless or I wish I could do more for the homeless, which is vague, like a specific goal for me is to feed one person a week. And I know it's like, it's, I think, starting that small, then I'll be able to, you know, go on something that, something bite-sized, something doable that when I'm doing it, I can see um, the wind. So, for, so that kind of leads to the other question I was going to ask you, but maybe I'll just answer it for myself, is um, a lot of times when you set goals, you think you can achieve it. But um, they always say, how do you eat an elephant?
0: One bite at a time.
1: One bite at a time. So if you start small, so for your ultimate, if an ultimate goal is to feed 1,000 people a day, then I need to master that one person a day or one person a week, and then see that win, feel that energy. And then from there, you know, exit by two, exit by 10, exit by a hundred. So that's how I look at goals is, is breaking it down into, into chunks.
0: I like that. Actually, one of my mentors, Tony Robbins talks about the chunking method in terms of goal setting. How do you set things in chunks and sections? And, I'm really glad you spoke about things that are realistic and small because how do, you, how do you make that long journey one step at a time? How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And I think people forget when they set these grandiose visions, oh, I want to change the world by creating a company with a thousand employees generating $50 million a year. That's great. Okay, so what do you got to do tomorrow to do that? What's the, what's the first step? And I think it's those first steps. The key is, I think, Duane, I think you can agree with me is I can control what I'm doing tomorrow. So if I want to build this company, how many calls do I need to make tomorrow? Mm -hmm. What am I doing to be able to raise money? What am I doing to be able to get the next customer? What are the action steps? What are the financial commitments that I have to make tomorrow or this week or next month so that I can be able to generate revenue? Or even if I'm not generating revenue, be able to build to build a platform to generate revenue because some companies, they have to build systems to be able to finally turn the flip the switch and start generating revenue. So, What am I doing to create that engine? Right? So right. one of the things that I've been doing recently is I've been looking into companies. Uh, that's one of my real interests of investing in small startups. So I've been looking at small companies and evaluating them from my experience is to say, how close are they in really generating revenue because they're all asking me for money. They're all saying, Randy, how can you help me to get money to build my business? And I'm asking them, well, how do you want this money? Do you want a loan? Do you want an investment? How do you want to get this money? And they're all coming up with different things. And one of the things that I look at is I evaluate, can they pay back this loan? Can they generate revenue from this business? And you can tell there are some CEOs that understand when they're building a business, I've got these proven markers of credibility to show you that I can generate this revenue, that I can get to this next level in my business. So when you're setting goals, here's something for you to think about is, is what is your third party confirmation? I think a lot of people forget about this. Dwayne, do you know what third party confirmation is? And how would that help you to confirm that you're getting closer to your, to your goals?
1: So I don't know what third party com- uh, what it- the the, the the meaning but let me take a stab in the dark and you tell me if i'm on or not sure so it is somebody something or a situation that is not directly related to it that that gives you that validation or gives you that an extra like an external aha moment or something happens where you just know that you're on the right track
0: absolutely you know that you're on the on the right track so for example okay if i meet someone that says I want to be able to get a mortgage for one million dollars to buy a property for one and a half million dollars. And I want to generate rental revenue on this property for one and a half million dollars. My third party confirmation is do you have a credit score and do you have a credit card and do you have a loan for $20,000 and have you been making payments for it? In other words, has someone ever lent you any kind of money and have you paid it back and do you have a loan out there and can you make payments if they can't confirm that they've ever had a loan of twenty thousand dollars in form of a credit card or a loan, that's third part. That's third party confirmation that they've forgotten. Because if they can't get that, the actuality of them getting a one million dollar loan to go buy a property of four and a half million dollars is extremely weak. So that's an example of third party confirmation. Another one is 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 a. Uh, I wanna I wanna build a company, and I wanna I wanna generate twenty million dollars in revenue next year, and this is what I'm building to do it. Well, what's my third-party confirmation that I'm on the right track? Because you're you're building this company, Dwayne. Let's say you're actually building this this company. Your goal is to make $20 million in revenue by 2021, and you're coming to me as an investor, and you're saying, hey, Randy, give me $50,000, and I will triple that money by the time in 2021 when I'm making all this money. You know what my question is going to be? What's my third-party confirmation to know that you're on the right track? Well, I don't necessarily know your business, but prove to me that you're on the right track for this business. Guess what you can tell me for third-party confirmation? Well, what do you think? What do you think would be something that would be a third-party confirmation for a business that's on track to generating um, some revenue?
1: So maybe some new partnerships that they've solidified. Um, um... It could be, okay. it could also be um, some equity and some other areas that they've just recently um, been able to get. Good
0: boy, you got some,
1: it. Yeah, some additional financing that's coming in, maybe some exceed capital, Ay- things like that.
0: Exactly. So if other people are lending their money. If other people are announcing their partnership with these same people that are seeking money from you, that is third-party confirmation that other intelligent people that have spent two hours or t- two months looking into the same company that's coming to you asking you for money, that's confirmation to, to me as an investor that, hey, these guys aren't just off the street and you know, they're not just coming to me fresh. They've already gone to a lot of other people. They're already talking to other people. And these people have proven and they've lent the money. And they're willing to invest in them. So that's a, an example of third-party confirmation. So I think when I'm looking to build anything or create anything, I'm looking at what's that third-party confirmation to tell me I'm getting to the next stage. So what that could mean in, a, in your sales business, my goal this year is to make $300 in revenue in sales. Well, third-party third confirmation is, is when my clients cut me $10,000 checks in the next 60 days. I know I'm on track, right? When I'm getting those checks from clients, hey, I'm on track. That's a third party completely separate from me and clients are writing me checks for $10,000 each. I'm right on track. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, so that's what I mean by setting up because I hear a lot of people that have a lot of airy-fairy goals. And you know what? I wish them all the best. I mean, I'd be the last one to, to poke a hole in someone's dream. You want a dream, brother? I say you dream big and go hard. What I'm telling you is in this world, of finances today, banking and credit, and where rubber meets the road. When we've got to pay the bills, when on the first of the month, Bell Canner, Rogers, Ca- Rogers Cable, and Onbridge Gas don't care what your dreams are, but on the first of the month, what they want in the bank. Tell me. Money. Show me the money, baby. Show Ooh. me the money. So I'm going to challenge all those airy-fairy gold dreamers out there you dream, dream, man, because life is what is all about dreaming. But at the end of the day, on the first of the month, don't forget who's knocking on your door. They're like, yo, I know you're dreaming. I know you're a great person, but where's my money? Yep. So I, that's my challenge to you is while you're building these dreams, what's third party confirmation, what are you doing to pay your bills, and how are you getting on track to getting step by step to getting there? Great. I hope I. I hope I gave a sense of reality here to this thing. What do you think about it? You think I'm being a little bit too harsh or am I giving people a fair glimpse into what it takes?
1: I'll just say that in today's society, we, 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 we coddle people way too much Yeah. and we don't give folks an opportunity to grow. We don't give folks the tools they need to, to stretch themselves. So that's just me.
0: Cool. Cool. Yeah, so that's my little take on setting goals and uh, third-party confirmation.
1: Nice, nice.
0: So, talk to me about goals. Um, what else are we working on?
1: So, in terms of so for goals, I would also kind of uh, uh, throw out there that it's a, it's the best way to do goals is to create yourself a process that you can set it and forget it. So the sooner oh, you, the okay. sooner, the sooner you, um, the sooner you, you you put it into things that you can make automatic, is the better. So, for instance, um, one of my goals is to be healthier, just to live a healthier life lifestyle, right? So, some of the things that's the easiest thing to do is I make my breakfast before before I go to bed. That way, because you know, in the morning you're just like either you're getting up late and you're rushing, you're like tired, like. But if you already have energy in the evening, just do it and put it in the fridge. And that way, I'm guaranteed that when I get up, I have my something good to eat, as opposed to scrambling or, or making excuses for myself why I didn't have time to. Because you know, that's always the excuse: I didn't have time to do blah, blah 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 blah. But if I did it the night before, I always have time, right? Um, so that's. So that's one. And another piece is I will park further than what I need to, which forces me to walk. Um, I won't take escalators, like those little those little things. So I won't take escalators. I'll try to do stairs more. Like those small little things have compound um, impacts. Um, so that's, you know, one of the, those things that I do for goals. So I'm big on on creating yourself like a process on things that you do that you, you just become part of, of what you do. So in terms of business, um, for me and my goal settings is, is f- seeing how I've done in a day. So again, m- mentor Raymond Aaron, he, he talks about doing something better than you, you did the day before. And then you just make that part. And then every day, little, little, little percentage, a little bit better a percentage, little percentage better. So if, if I'm not making up my bed, make up my bed. That's the fastest quick win you can, you can get in the morning. So the next day, okay, I've always made up my bed. Then you try another, a little extra added added thing. And then, like, and you just keep doing that. So it's all about process and, and, and compounding your, 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 your efforts. So uh, that's some of the things that I do.
0: Beautiful. What I get from that sharing, Dwayne, is to set it. And forget it mentality and I got to tell you it's a genius mentality Uh, Bach who wrote the automatic millionaire talks about this the automatic millionaire like uh, there's a way for you to set it and forget it and some examples and areas in my life that I've used that is for example as a real estate investor did you know one of the ways you can set it and forget it is to get a rental property so when you get a mortgage on that rental property and your tenant pays you rent every single month and you got to make that mortgage payment, what are you doing every single month as you're, getting, as you're making that mortgage payment? What are you doing? What are you chipping away at every single month, Wayne?
1: The principal. The,
0: the principal on the mortgage. You got it. So we're setting it and we're forgetting it. First year, second year, fourth year, 10th year, By the 15th year, if you haven't pulled out any cash from that property, you've automagically, and this is the Raymond Aaron term, you automagically, automatically, you set it and forget it. You've just paid off half the mortgage on that property. So assuming it didn't even go up in value by a single dollar, and you bought a property for $500,000, you've just made, and let's say assume you mortgaged it up to 100% of the value, $500,000 is the mortgage, in 15 years, I guaranteed you, you've amortized and paid off $250,000 $250,000 of that mortgage from just making payments for 15 years on that property. And it wasn't like you like you got some extra cash and you put it in and you pre, prepaid it. That's just the automatic payment every single month. That's even on your own house, the exact same thing. That's an example of setting it and forgetting it. So one of my mentors, Tony Robbins, he highlighted one of the areas about the stock market and mutual funds and investing and he shared some amazing statistics about if we could just get the habit of putting money aside every single month toward an investment account the amount of money that compounds it's astronomical it's shocking the amount of money with reasonable rates of return like 6% a year or 4% a year so I was talking to someone about this and they're saying, yeah, Randy, yeah, yeah. You keep on talking, but I don't have a doll. I don't have two pennies to rub together, let alone invest in an account. And I said, that's not the point. The point is, what are you doing to flex that muscle? Just like when you go to the gym and you want to be able to say, I want to bench 150 pounds. What? You're going to start off with 150 pounds? No. When you go to the gym, you start off with 10 pounds. And then yep. for six months, you start off with 15 pounds. And then same thing when it comes to putting money. Hardbacker talks about this in your money jars. Start off with a penny a day, and then in 60 days, double it, two pennies a day, and then in 30 days, du- double it again, four pennies a day. The whole point is getting the habit of putting money aside every single month, and before you know it, that money will start to compound and grow faster than you ever know it. And it's about getting the muscle of setting that money aside, and then every time you look at that jar, it's like, yeah. That's a goal. I'm setting it aside. So, setting the habit and forgetting about it, I think, is really important. That's a great point, Dwayne. And then you had also mentioned what am I going to That example of parking, like on the opposite side of the parking lot and forcing yourself to walk. I did the same thing yesterday. I went downtown to Rotman School of Business yesterday to attend uh, a presentation on startup companies. And uh, I could have easily driven into the city. I'm, I'm, I'm about an hour, hour and a half away. It was, I had to get there around uh, 5 o'clock, rush hour, the worst time to be able to drive in, into the city. So I took the GO train. And you know what? It got me there on time. But guess when I felt it, Dwayne? It was on when I got, that, when I got on the train at 9 o'clock that night to get home. I was like, get me home. I just want to be in my bed. And if I was in my car, I'd just get in my car and drive, not, not burn a single calorie. But I had to st- I had to get to the go train. I had to get on the train. I had to walk to my car. That was exercise, brother. I forced myself to walk. So I think I put in my 10,000 steps yesterday easily just okay. from doing that public transit thing. So I agree with you whole, wholeheartedly. Fantastic. Thank you.
1: Yeah. So um, I want to kind of go to those that, that, like, you know what, I have problems setting goals or keeping my goals. So what what kind of tactics do you use to keep yourself on track? Like you've, you've set your goal, you know what you want.
0: I'm going to share one with you right now. And you know it intimately. My goal in 2020 was to be part of a podcast. And guess yep. what? It started off with the dream. And believe it or not, it's been more than, more than a couple years I wanted to create this podcast. And I shared it with someone and his name was Dwayne Brown. Hey, that's
1: me. I'm a Dwayne Brown.
0: You know what, Dwayne Brown, coincidentally, I do too. So I shared it with the guy, and you know what? We had common interests, and we had set up a call structure to discuss some of our goals, some of the things we wanted to create. And lo and behold, with the initiative of you and the systems and me and the ideas, we synergistically created this podcast that we have here today. So one of the ways you can make yourself accountable is being part of a group. Where you're sharing your goals? Because guess what's going to happen next week when you share your goal with that group? What's the first question they're going to ask?
1: Did you do it? Did you do it?
0: How are you you doing? That's it. Just checking in with you, bro. How you doing? So I encourage you all out there. Doesn't matter who you checking in. Just set up a structure. Whether it was with your sister, your aunt, your brother, your cousin, your coworker. Just say, hey, listen. I just want to check in once a week for fifteen minutes. And I just want to report to you what I'm doing that week based on my goals. They don't have to do anything else but listen to you. And guess what's going to happen? That person that's listening to you, they're going to start thinking, hmm, what am I doing for my goals? There's a lot of benefits they're going to have just listening to you. But I encourage you, tomorrow, think of someone you can call up and say, I need to have a 15 minute call with you once a week. Do you mind? You're my friend, you're my brother, you're my cousin, you're my mother. Let's set up something. I just want to share with you something that I'm really excited about building. And just in that sharing, is the accountability for you to want to build even layer it every single week?
1: Yep. No, that's good. And I'm gonna, I'll tell you this. So, that's actually been my Achilles heel, and having an accountability partner, such as someone such as yourself, it's extremely important. And I'll, I'll give everybody a tip that they can take home. So, if you are serious about your goals go a step beyond sharing it with somebody let's put some uh tire to the road if you want to say and and i'll this is it's when i discovered this it has been brilliant for me and so what it is is whatever your goal is you have your you set your goal and you you find someone that you trust and you you share your goal with them okay then what you do is you give them a thousand dollars (laughs) I like that. Give them a thousand dollars. Now that thousand dollars is an escrow. It's not theirs, but they can earn it. So Mm. if they want a piece of that thousand dollars is every week, every week you set your goal and then they ask you if you've done it and they want, and you have to show, you have to prove to them that you've done what you said you were going to do. Okay. If you don't do what you said you were going to do, they get $100.
0: Show me the money, baby. I love they that. Get,
1: they get your $100. And this is what, this, now I'll tell you the magic of that is that person, they may care, they may not even care about your goal. But the mere fact that they could get $100 from doing nothing, they're going to be saying, Did you do it? 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 Because they want their money. So they're going to be on you. Did you do it? Did you do it? Did you do it? And then you, you don't want to just give your friend free money for no reason. So you're going to, it's going to motivate you to get it done because who wants to give your friend a hundred bucks for
0: nothing? Exactly. So it's a great win-win. That's like my personal trainer. I'm committing to pay that guy 150 bucks to show up for one hour every single week. And if I don't show up, he's charging me whether or not I'm showing up or not. It's done. And when I'm there, he's kicking my butt royally, so the same type of structure. But I love the fact that you gave up the money upfront. A thousand bucks. It's genius to me. love it.
1: Yeah, man. So yeah, so that's, that's really uh, my little tidbits for, for goal-setting. I think: um,
0: I got one. I got one. Try the opposite. Instead of giving a1,000 dollars, go and get a loan and know that you have to generate income to make sure you can make the payments on that loan. You wanna put yourself on the hook for real? That's what a rental property is. That's how I see a rental property. I see a rental property as the ultimate accountability structure. What I mean by ultimate, you know there's things about drawing up contracts and creating penalties with your coach and accountability and all that. You want the ultimate accountability? You get a legal mortgage signed by a lawyer you deal with rental contracts dealt you know signed by your tenants you make a commitment to buy a rental property to collect that rent and make that mortgage payment that is the ultimate and legal liability and accountability because you know what no matter what you got to make that mortgage payment on the 1st of the month and no matter what, you got to find a way to get your tenant to pay to you on time. And if not, you got to find money somewhere else to make that mortgage payment until you get that tenant to pay you back. Or you're fighting them in court. Like that's an example of ultimate accountability structure to generate personal wealth. That's about generating personal wealth is you get a loan. So I'm talking to a guy right now. This is, he's a CEO of a company he's building, a credible company, and he's asking for money. And one of the ways that I'm telling him, listen, if you want to raise X dollars, you got to get a private loan of some kind. He's saying, you know what? I need to do this. How do I get the private loan? I'm telling him, get a private mortgage on your, prop- on your house. Register it. You'll have the money you need to get your business to the next level. And he's seriously considering it. Like that's the next level of accountability because he's mortgaging his house to make sure he has enough money that he's going to put into his business to take it to the next level. That's how much he believes in his business. How many people, you know, are willing to mortgage their house, put it all in, put all the chips on the table, brother. Mm -hmm. Like that's the ultimate level of accountability. So I'm challenging you. Those of you that are big dream seekers, those of you that want to play big, big, hairy, audacious goals. Like I'm not talking about, you know, making $50,000 the next year. I'm talking about making six, seven figures in the next 12 to 24 months. Where are your hairy, audacious goals and what are you putting on the line? Now, I want to bring up another topic in terms of this next level of accountability, this next level of big, hairy, audacious goals. Dwayne, if I'm looking to mortgage my house, what are the types of enrollment conversations I need to have to back me up to to take these risks. Who are some people in my life that I need to enroll and convince, you think?
1: Um, Well, if you have a partner, you got to get them invested.
0: Bingo, Uh, bingo. So tell me, like, what do you think are some of the first things that come up when you think of enrolling your partner on taking this big risk with you? What are some of the first things that come to your mind?
1: If they're not aligned, they're going to come up with all the reasons why you shouldn't do it.
0: You know what? Some of our closest partners are wives. They know us intimately. It's like looking in the mirror. And they'll be the first ones to challenge you on, do you have what it takes? And I know what's really going on with our finances. And are we really ready to make this big financial commitment? So when you're having enrollment conversations with your spouse about huge financial commitments, these are large confronting commitments that you're making and you need to be prepared. And I, I just, you know, this is not one of those typical, Oh, make your goals smart and S M A R T. You know? We're getting down to the nitty gritty of what it takes to succeed in big business, big life, big goals. Cause we're talking to two guys that are making it happen right now. Where are those how are you prepared to have enrollment conversations with your wife and your partner? And I can tell I think, you I have I a, think,
1: Yeah, go ahead. I think it's important to like just to not come at them willy-nilly to like have your plan. If they see you're serious and and you're like don't come half baked.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So how are you getting prepared? How are you showing your spouse that you're serious?
1: Um through like casual conversations, through Oh, that looks like a good, that'd be a good, an opportunity. Like make it part of your casual conversation, um, investment conversations and, and, uh, Oh, like this, like, Oh, look at this article. Like those kind of things. Oh yeah. Look at what, look at this person's doing. Like, like let them see that, that it's possible.
0: Okay. Let me talk about reality that I've dealt with and what I know my wife is questioning. She's saying, okay. We're making a huge commitment. This is a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollar commitment. What if you can't work tomorrow? What if something happens to you? How can I make sure, as your wife, to make sure that we don't lose our house as a family? You better have an answer for that. Mm -hmm. So, one of the things that I've looked into is insurance, disability insurance. One of the things I've looked into is life insurance, a case something ever happens to me and I happen to fall dead of a heart attack next, next month. I want to ensure my wife and my kids aren't left homeless because of my big hairy audacious goals and pushing all out that I happen to, what am I doing to make sure the people around me are taken care of? So this is, what, this is what hard-nosed business people must be looking at when they're making these big goals. What are you doing to ensure that your home base is covered? And your wife is, or your spouse is going to make sure that you've looked at all these options. And if not, you better start talking to your insurance agent. You better start doing your homework. The next thing, you think you even got a shot of getting a really big loan or taking on a really big project if the banks don't even like you? What are you doing to even look at your credit? What do you want to look at your income, your total debt service? How are you able to qualify for the mortgage? you got to talk to your mortgage broker. you got to talk to your banker. Let's talk real deal stuff. Let's not talk about, oh, I want to set a goal. and money will magically fall out of the sky. What are you doing to talk to the people in your circle, like your banker and your mortgage broker, and the people that influence financially that can help you, to make sure you can get qualified, to make sure you can go and take that next step in your in your business. This is another person in your circle of influence that you could be talking to right now. So we're talking about your spice. So that's your partner. They're going in battle with you. They're going to ask you some tough questions, and you better have those, those answers prepared. You better in, enroll your banker, enroll your mortgage broker, enroll your your life insurance agent. So it's about enrolling other people in your circle of influence to support you, to gather around you as you get prepared to make these big commitments in your life. Starting up a business, getting a second or third mortgage uh, for a rental property or making that big commitment in that business.
1: Gold. Gold. No, it's gold. Thanks, man. Nice.
0: Well then. Yeah, that's a nice distinction. I got that like really clear in this conversation. So it's not just about the goal, but it's about enrolling the people in your direct life right now. And you know, I actually got that distinction from Landmark. Have you heard about Landmark? Yeah,
1: yeah, I heard about
0: that. So one of the great concepts I got in that course um, is the concept of the mirror. And the mirror is the people in our life they reflect back to us who we are. So one of the exercises in, in, in that class they had me do as I was taking these this courses, they would say, I want you to have a conversation with someone that's close in your life. And I want you to ask them, how do you see me? And how do you see, my re- how do you see me being realistic in achieving these goals? And what's my, you know, what's my story? What's this what how do i look to you and you know what's interesting in having these really great conversations with people that are close to you in your life you get an interesting reflection on who you are and then and you know what it's just A real deal reflection. Whether or not you take it's up to you. But at the end of the day, you can start building things around you, learning from how all other people see you, to make yourself stronger out there in the real world. To be that future CEO, to be that future big time real estate investor, to be that future big time athlete, to be that future manager in your business and getting that raise or whoever you want to be.
1: Mm Mhm. Yep. No, that's good. No, man. Thanks, Randy.
0: You're welcome brother. You're welcome. This is all the work that I've done.
1: Nice. So uh, what, do you, what do you got planned for this weekend, man?
0: <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> now we're going to like, all right, goals are done. Let's partay this weekend. Okay. Hmm. Well, I'm actually talking to a business owner about putting some money into his business. So we're looking at different ways of getting it. And I was just sharing that with you. Uh, going to go see my mom, help her out, do my thing like the good son, chill with my family. We're getting ready. I'm actually talking to my kids about how are we going to honor mom on Valentine's Wait a minute. Day. Wait a minute.
1: You said you're going, by, you're going by your relatives, right?
0: My wonderful mother. My beautiful your, mother.
1: Your mom is the one who's, who's going to make pepper pot? She making pepper pot?
0: Sorry? My mother is? She making pepper pot? Man, you know, she doesn't know how to make pepper pot, but if she did, I know you'd be running. Yep. I know you'd be there, Dwayne. What about your mother? Your mother making pepper pot?
1: Not, not, she won't make pepper pot anymore. So, I love a pepper pot with pork, and my mom doesn't make, doesn't do pork anymore, so.
0: Did she make bus up shot?
1: Not in a long time.
0: Man, I'm telling you, I had some bus up shot over the over the holidays, and I'm like, Man, I felt like a six-year-old again. I was eating this thing and I'm getting all giddy and I'm all happy. Like, why are you so happy? Because I'm eating bus up shot. I'm just images of my mother at the stove. She's putting this roti on the on the on the thing and then pow pa-pa- pow, pow, pow. And you know, nice fresh <laughs> yeah. bus-up shot roti boy. Oh man. Those are really good memories. So these are the kind of things that I gotta I gotta be able to show my kids. I want to show them memories. So I'm talking to my kids, and they're like, Daddy, when are we going to go to the beach in Mexico? I'm thinking, holy mac. My kids are at the point now. They're not asking for, like, toys or going to the movies. They're asking me to drop, like, four or five Gs on a vacation to Mexico. So I know i got to work harder. I know i got to make my dreams happen because my kids got better demands. They're, they're, they're demanding vacations. And, bro, I'm feeling it. With so here's this your, here's my, for here's yeah, my yeah. goal
1: for you. Here's my goal for you, Randy. You're on a beach, sand between oh. your toes, and roti in your hand. Sopping up some gravy.
0: Oh boy, oh boy! I'm closing my eyes. I'm already there. Tell it to me, brother. Tell it to me. I want to be on the beach. Oh, I want to feel that sun. I want to hear the ocean, man. I need I show some up of that. And I
1: say, Randy, can I have some, please?
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, brother, I can use some beach this week for sure. I could definitely use some beach. But hey, lifestyle choices gotta be here. Gotta make the money. Got to go to work. Kids got to go to school. But, hey, this is all about what it, what it takes to get to the next level.
1: Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, yeah. So, I guess, uh, no, this is a good call. Um, I look forward to our, our next week's call. Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about, but I'm sure if the only way that the folks will know is if they tune in. And then we'll tell them all about it when we're talking about it.
0: And speaking of goals, a plug. The next cash flow game is coming up. It's being hosted by my very good friend, Mark Johnson, and he's having it coming up in Etobicoke. So if you want to come out to the cash flow game, let us know. It's a great place to be talking about goals and finances. So how,
1: how, how do they get in touch with you or how do they get to go?
0: You know what? If you want to come out to the cash flow game, email me, Randy at Randy at condoinvest.ca, and I'll get you connected to the right guy.
1: All right. And if you want to get free fries from McDonald's, just watch out for the Raptors win. A hundred a hundred plus. Get you your free fries. Just download your McDonald's app.
0: Woo! I love that. Go Raptors, <laughs> go.
1: No All right, man.
0: So All right, Randy. Peace. I will see you. Laters.
1: Peace.